Would you join us in the Pledge of Allegiance, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Well, we'll turn to Dr. Atha for the interim superintendent's report. Good evening. It's always good to see parents and kids in the, in the audience at a board meeting. And I got a feeling the kids that are here this evening are here for a purpose. So thank you for coming. And we look forward to, to uh, hearing what you have to say to us this evening. I'm going to steal an old baseball term. Uh, I'm uh, pinch hitting for uh, Dr. Southwick this evening as he is out of town and I will deliver the interim superintendent report uh, this evening. First up, Shawnee Mission School District congratulates 17 National Merit semifinalists from all five Shawnee Mission schools. The district hosted a reception for this large class of students who are honored in the 2018 National Merit Program. These students scored high enough on the 2016 preliminary SAT National Merit Scholarship qualifying test, which is the initial screening to name semifinalists. This spring, these students will have the opportunity to advance in the competition for National Merit Scholarships awards worth in the neighborhood of $32 million. Marion Park students are finalists in the citywide Burns and McDonald Battle of the Brains competition. Public voting to support their project in the final round opens soon on battleofthebrainskc.com. Their contest entry was one of 20 selected. There were more than 800 entries submitted by more than 7,000 students. For this competition, students submit their ideas for an exhibit to be built at Science City at Union Station. The grand prize winning team wins a $50,000 grant and will have their idea transformed into a permanent exhibit at Science City. The Merriam Park students entered a project called Journey to the Abyss. Congratulations to our Merriam Park students. Shawnee Mission South students earned first and second place at the 2017 Kansas State Eco Meet. They earned the top titles out of 39 high school teams from across the state. At the Eco Meet, students were tested on their knowledge of Kansas plants and animals. Each student on the first place team earned a $300 scholarship and each second place team member earned a $200 scholarship. Both teams are coached by P.J. Bourne. First team members from Shawnee Mission South include Lauren Breedson, Madison Gertz, Hannah Klein, and Max Ramsey. Second place team members from Shawnee Mission South include, included Reagan Christie, Jack Householder, Harper Peck, 
and Joseph Ward. For the first time, for the first time, all five Shawnee Mission High Schools will be represented as crown finalists at the Columbia Scholastic Press Association 94 Spring Convention in New York City in March. All will receive awards. Some will be gold crowns and some will be silver crowns. The Crown Awards honor top student publications in the categories of news, magazine, yearbook, or digital formats. Publications are judged on their excellence as shown by their design, photography, concept, coverage, and writing. The winning publications are the, the Northwest Passage from Shawnee Mission Northwest, The Patriot from Shawnee Mission South, The Harbinger from Shawnee Mission East, The Epic from Shawnee Mission West, Harburg from Shawnee Mission East, Indian from Shawnee Mission North, and The Lair from Shawnee Mission Northwest. Congratulations to this group of students. Next up, fourth graders from Rose Hill Elementary join biotechnology students in our signature program at the Center for Academic Achievement to learn how to extract DNA. The elementary students were excited about a recent reading lesson about genetics. Their teacher, Kelsey Phillips, and instructional coach, Brandy Leggett, connected with Brenda Bott, who teaches the microtechnology bio, bio, micro class. They were invited to join a session and use the equipment to extract DNA from strawberries. Again, these were fourth grade students. Congratulations to these fourth grade students. Crestwood teacher Susan Van Maal wins Reed Achievement Award. Susan Van Maal, a second grade teacher at Crestview, was honored as part of KCTV5's program that credits teachers who encourage their students to read. She received a $1,000 check from Kansas NEA chapter that sponsors KCTV5's Read to Achieve program. Mrs. Van Maal was nominated by a parent who credits her with thinking of fun and creative ways to get the students to read. Congratulations to Mrs. Van Maal. Mike Schumacher, Dr. Schumacher, our Assistant Director for Human Resources, recently completed the 26.2 mile New York Marathon. He and 51,000 people from 125 different countries ran through the boroughs of New York, including Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Ending, and Central Park. Runners apply to run in this marathon, and Mike applied for several years. This year, finally making it, making it in. He explained that there were two million people lining the course, all screaming and yelling to encourage him. The route crossed all of the major bridges 
in the area, some being as long as two miles. He explained to us how eerie it was to cross the bridge in complete silence, then enter the noise of the cheering crowds once again. The marathon finished in Central Park, where Mike was greeted by his wife, two daughters, and parents. He said it was once a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Congratulations, Mike, on a job well done. Recently, staff members district-wide participated in a can drive to help boost non-perishable food supplies at the Johnson County Christmas Bureau. This was a district-wide effort, and all Shawnee Mission School Districts participated. Here at the Center for Academic Achievement, we collected 4,054 non-perishable items. We are thankful to all of the employees and parents who made contributions. And we hope this makes some holidays brighter for members of our community. Folks, <clears throat> homelessness is alive and well in Shawnee Mission. We have over 300 kids that may not know where their next meal is coming from. It's activities and volunteerism like this that sets Shawnee Mission off from a lot of, lot of school districts. So... Thank you to our staff for their participation district-wide. The Shawnee Mission School District was featured in a national publication called District Administration, which reaches more than 200,000 K-12 leaders nationwide. The article is about how we partnered with Marathon Health to provide primary and preventive care services to more than 3,500 eligible employees, spouses, and dependents. Since Priority One Health Clinic opened, 387 enrolled employees have visited. 97.7% of survey respondents have rated services as excellent or good, and 100% of survey respondents would recommend the health center. If you haven't seen our health center, it's something to see. It's, it's something that Shawnee Mission provides its employees and their families. It, it, it provides a convenience to them to better meet their health needs and also help with our health care costs as a district. At the Shawnee Mission School District, one of our strategic initiatives is to create a healthy environment where wellness and work-life balance is encouraged. As part of that initiative, we provide our colleagues with the opportunity to participate in a biometric screening. At the screenings, we are tested for basic health indicators like blood pressure, weight, sugar levels, lipid panel, and other basic health indicators. This raises awareness of possible health issues and provides us with high-level information for leading a healthy lifestyle. Those who choose to participate in the screening and complete a health risk assessment are eligible to receive either a $600 discount off their annual insurance premium or they can add an additional $600 to their health savings account 
if enrolled in one of the qualified high deductible plans. So far this year, 2,448 employees have completed the biometric screening, which is 88% of the eligible population. All those employees will enjoy the extra $600. The wellness of our staff members is vitally important and what we, what we to do, everything we can to encourage healthy living. If our staff is healthy and happy, it will lead to delivering the best possible education possible to all of our students in the district. Well, it's time for the All Star, All Means All Star Awards. And now it's time to introduce our All Means All Star winners for November. To get us started, I'd like to introduce He Sig, principal of Trail Ridge Middle School. Good evening. It is a privilege to introduce the All Means All Star from Trailwards Middle School this evening. Mr. Nathan Carter has served as a paraprofessional within a center-based program for the past year at Trail Ridge. As Dr. Southwick often references, it's not a program or a center that helps or saves a child, but rather those people that surround that kiddo. Mr. Carter has worked to exemplify this with two terrific teachers who have masterfully molded this program into a close-knit family while serving a key segment of our population of learners. And he has been a key professional who has ensured that our kids' needs are met on a daily basis. As is often the case at middle school, uh, no day is typical for the parents, for the kids, and especially for the staff. And that's true of Mr. Carter. At Trail Ridge, like any middle school, educators work with adolescents who desperately want to fit in while at the same time stand out. Nathan brings an uncanny ability to meet these needs for every kiddo he encounters in the classroom, whether it be at lunch, in passing period, or throughout his day. He employs a ready smile, a quick interest in every child's personal story, and an earnest desire to see them grow, socially, emotionally, and academically. Mr. Carter's diverse personal set of interests includes photography, writing, and a passion for his family, and allows his students to connect in a meaningful way with him around their own interests. Often, students come to school not ready to engage in the challenges that are put out before them, but on any given day and in any given class period, Mr. Carter, with that deep connection, uh, has kids who will eat out of the palm of his hands and who are willing to work for him rather than for the subject at hand. This is on the great days for kids and on rough days for kids alike. Because of that, we at Trail Ridge appreciate Mr. Carter's ready smile, quick wit, and incredible record for serving all kids. Please enjoy a look at Nathan's day at Trail Ridge as I understand there's a video that exemplifies his work in our building that we are so very appreciative of. We're really excited that Nathan is our All Means All-Star Award winner for November. We are so thankful that he's a part of our building. He's an exceptional paraprofessional, works with a very specific caseload of kids, but his impact hits our whole building. And so him being a part of our school community, um, the way that he connects with not only the kids he works with directly, but kids in all of the classes that he happens to work in um, is truly amazing. He and I serve on the site council team, and he also comes in and helps and teaches some of my classes. I feel like he's really nice to work with, and he's really easy to get along with and understands all the students and all our needs. Ever since he walked through the door, he just kind of took any task at stride. There was nothing that he wasn't willing to do um, to benefit the students in our school. And he just has a great instinct for teaching. 
Uh, there are some things you can train people to do, and there are some things that they're just born with, and he's just a natural-born educator. And it doesn't matter who needs help, whether it's staff or a student, he's always right there to help out and do whatever he can to assist them. Some people got it, and he does, and thankfully he's here. I really feel empowered by the staff. I mean, the staff is just really, really great, and I think that there's a lot of innovative thinking here, and that's helpful in education, just in the grand scheme of things. And I, everyone's always open to ideas. Everybody wants to try something different, and it's nice to be in a place where that creativity is not stifled but encouraged. This time, Nathan, if you join us at the prom. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you very much for this. This is very special. My wife, who is a teacher in the district, when I first heard about this, she said, this is a really big deal, and I didn't believe her, and now I do, so she's been proven right. Um, I'll just say very, very briefly, I think that uh, in education we talk a lot about role models and we talk a lot about peer modeling with students. We probably don't talk as much about being, uh, as adults, being role models to one another, and I'm very blessed to be in an environment, uh, particularly with the leadership of uh, Heath and Leah Cogswell. And uh, in particular, uh, I really do want to thank Pat Phillips and Cassie Siebold. Uh, this is my first job in education, so it's not hyperbole when I say they literally taught me everything I know about how, how a school works, how a school functions, and how to build relationships with students. And I do, just very briefly, I want to thank my wife, who is kind of the constant Reminder to me, um, in education and in life, the most important thing, and she does this all the time, and it's just who she is, but she just cares very, very deeply and with all her heart. That's good for me to see every day. Thank you. Nathan. Nathan, before you leave the podium, would you introduce your wife? Yes. My wife is Maggie Carter. She is a sixth grade teacher at Apache Innovative School. She's right back there. Good job. <laughs> and now for our second winner, I'd like to introduce Stan Anderson, principal of Neiman Elementary School. Uh, very warm welcome this evening. Um, thanks to the beautiful weather, we have a beautiful occasion to celebrate as well. I'm very, uh, very pleased and honored to uh, introduce uh, Megan McClure, uh, Neiman Art Instructor. I nominated her for the All Means All Star Award. I, I feel that she's very deserving. Um, from the uh, first day that I met her, um, <clears throat> she's always started with the objective of the lesson and, and challenged kids, as you know, in art. Not everybody feels at home uh, challenging, themselves, challenging themselves in art. And uh, what, uh, what becomes of a, of a student as they travel through her curriculum, K through 6, 
is is rather amazing, and I think the kid amazes themselves. They they're very um, uh, much more confident in their in their art skills, and she brings out the best in students, not just in the classroom, uh, but outside the classroom as well. Um, again, her her focus in classes is uh, amazingly cognitive, um, skill-based, the application of learning, the use of motor skills. Um, in her lesson planning, uh, she utilizes and assesses uh, student performance and constantly monitors their response to her instruction, um, which as she assesses kids, she is amazingly available uh, to help them in a timely fashion, which we know student feedback is the number one um, motivator and, and really encourages kids. So um, she conducts class reviews of major topics and uh, also further gauges student comprehension of you know the worldly uh, look of art. She, um, she really has a lot of project-based learning. Uh, the class feels very relevant to kids. Um, I, I always look at the classroom from the standpoint of a student, and it's, it's never that you hear a kid say, I don't want to go to art. Um, it's a challenge. It's fun. It's organized. They are able to collaborate and, uh, and you know, really work together and learn uh, under her leadership. Uh, something that is amazing about her is she'll design uh, the art project in advance so that the kids have a model to look at. And... Um, Typically, her, her lessons will start with her modeling and talking about how, she, how she's done it. And so the kids have an idea of what uh, the end product can look like. In other words, she gets them on the bus from the get-go, and uh, she works them through those uh, bumps in the road. So students in her class take ownership, and she spends significant time setting up procedures and organizations so that she maximizes efficient use of the learning uh, Megan McClure serves on the uh, Nelson Atkins Museum of Art Teacher Advisory Council. She's the uh, co-sponsor of STUCO at Neiman. She takes a lot of pride in, I think, being the hostess for our uh, open house. Uh, it's, it's, you know, something she takes a lot of pride in. And so um, as the years have gone by with her as uh, the art instructor, we've really tried to support her endeavors to, to really help her um, and not feel like she has to do it all of herself. So, um, In other words, her business is getting the artwork out uh, for everybody to see, and we're just very proud of how she brings out the best in all of our students in art. So thank you, Megan McClure, and I believe now we're going to see a little bit of her work documented on video. She connects with the students a lot, and it just feels like you've known her forever whenever you first meet her. She's one of my favorite teachers of all time. Every time I'm in our class, she makes my day. The kids love Megan. Uh, she opens her classroom up during her lunchtime for kids to come work on projects. I think it just makes them feel welcome and competent, and they can feel really good about what they do. She really knows how to get the respect of the kids and, and, and talk to them and not at them. She uh, not only serves on the teacher advisory board for the Nelson Art Museum, she also has helped develop the curriculum and China mission for art. She works with the Stuco uh, group in our building, uh, makes some fantastic videos. Megan is passionate about her curriculum and her content, but more importantly, she's passionate about students. Uh, she's helped me become really good and motivated in art. I agree. And, and she's an artist herself. She's a great art teacher. 
The top of the head's kind of She round, has develops great relationships with the kids. Um, she's very supportive of any of the classroom teachers. She's helped me a lot. To her, all means all. And you can push a little bit harder. Does that make sense? Good. <laughs> um, well, talking in front of adults is like way more intimidating than talking in front of kids, believe it or not. So I promise this will be short and sweet. I just want to thank um, my principal, obviously, for nominating me and for hiring me. I've only ever taught at Neiman in my six years in education, and it's my dream school. Um, and he totally like never questions me when there's weird smells coming from the art room. <laughs> so he's given me the confidence to build what I think is like a pretty awesome elementary art program. Um, I'm blessed to have a family who's here who are very supportive of me. Again, they also never question me when there's like weird materials all over the dining room table, like pretty much year round. Um, and so they've given me a lot of support to follow this dream of being an elementary art teacher. Um, I'm really blessed to teach at Neiman. Um, it's a unique environment where I think every single staff member appreciates the subject that I teach and sees it as academically relevant, which is a blessing and really gives me um, the courage and the strength to push my kids the way I do, knowing that I have that support behind me. But obviously, the people who I need to think the most are my students, and some of them are even here tonight, which is like so awesome. I literally think of them as my children, um, like this morning when we're all getting up and we're totally like, gosh, we just had a week off and now we have to go to work and this is going to be horrible, right? Like anybody else? And I walk in and it's, I'm like, I wish I was in my bed. And then I see my kids and they run up and they hug you and they're like, we missed you. And like, that's just the best feeling ever, right? So this goes to them for sure. And that's it. Thank you. Megan, before you leave, would you introduce your family? My um, wonderful husband, Charlie McClure, is here. Stand up, Charlie. <laughs> that, that man's a saint, that's for sure. Um, my dad, Mark Ellis, my mom, Kathy, and my stepdad, Gary, um, my little brother, Grant. He's not that little anymore, but... <laughs> And his adorable girlfriend, Olivia. Um, and my mother and father-in-law, Sue and Alan McClure. And like all my kiddos back there. I see some of you. They're not my real kids, but you know, my students. They're like my family, too. They spend the most time with me of anybody. So, okay. And my colleagues are here, too. So how about if the students in Ms. McClure's class would stand up and wave or something? How many are here? <laughs> That's what makes this a great district. Okay, Mr. President, uh, thank you. And that concludes the interim superintendent's report.
Okay, would you uh, carry on with the special presentations, please? Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to, at this time, introduce to you Dr. Leanne Neal, who will introduce the Apple Distinguished Schools for 2017-19. And I think that might be what some of these guys are going to do on the front row. <coughs> You are right. Dr. Denny, members of the board, and Dr. Atha, um, I am so pleased to be here to share with you some exciting news. We got a little preview that was posted and shared out on our website and social media channels earlier, but we have two schools that are joining the ranks of Shawnee Mission Elementary Schools that have been recognized as Apple Distinguished Schools. Tonight, we are going to hear from those schools, Blue Jacket Flint, and Rose Hill Elementary. And as you may recall, if we can think back, um, last year we had three schools um, that started this, and that was Briarwood, Broken Arrow, and Trailwood. And so we are so excited that the applications um, were selected as distinguished schools for these two new um, uh, representatives of Shawnee Mission. The honor of Apple Distinguished School recognizes school communities for creating what they call innovative cultures in which students are engaged, motivated, and the curiosity of learning is fostered. And I think um, you will experience that this evening, and certainly we see that anytime uh, we visit uh, the schools. Before they present, uh, I would be remiss if we didn't recognize um, Kristen Babcock, communications coordinator, for her collaboration and leadership um, on the three schools that were our winners last year and the two this year, along with her colleagues um, in the media production department. Um, they really uh, worked with the schools to help tell their story and capture their story in a captivating way um, that caused notice from Apple. And so we thank her for, for her leadership in that. So first up, we have Rose Hill. Uh, their theme was Where Learning is Limitless, and uh, they have representatives tonight, uh, administrative intern Dr. Kent Yoakum, uh, math specialist Kim Mann, sixth grade teacher Karen Collins, uh, and we want to do a little shout out to Corey Strathman, um, uh, the principal, and also instructional coach Brandy Leggett, who are not able to be with us tonight. Um, and they have brought some students, and I think get ready because I think they're going to engage you in the presentation as well. Hi, I'm Kim Mann, and I'm going to introduce my students. Hello, I'm Kendra Duncan. Hi, I'm George. Hello, I'm Heidi. Hi, I'm Vanya. My name is David, and I'm nine years old. Okay, so they're going to take their iPads up to board members and have them uh, use their iPads and what they coded. Also, I'm going to have some other students speak. My name is Clark Blair from the Rose Hill Elementary Code Club. My favorite thing about coding is learning how to problem solve and do things by myself using trial and error. Um, Code Club has taught me how to utilize the best parts of my mind instead of just being lazy and Googling the answers. 
even if I'm not using the school's robots, it's helped me with figuring out um, my Lego Mindstorms for a school project. Hello, I'm Asara from Rose Hill Coding Club. I like coding because you can program your own computers and robots. I would like to be in the computer industry. And this is a Raspberry Pi. You can program it, and I like animating characters on it. Um, I'm Lucy. I'm also from Rose Hill, as everyone in this presentation is. Um, I pretty much love coding because, as both of them says, it's so much fun to figure out. You're never stuck uh, on your own. There's always people who stuck the same way you are, and you all like build this ginormous group, and you end up fixing the problem. I remember my first day in Code Club. I was so confused. I had no idea what was going on. Um, and I just loved it from the start because we had a bunch of really cool coding apps where we would code these robots like Dosh and Dat. Yeah. There's Dosh. Dash. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> There's Dash and Dot. There's also Spiro, which, as uh, this one continues to move for some reason. Who's pressing? There's another one. Um, there's just so much to learn. It's awesome. And sad because I can't do it this year either. <laughs> as long as the robots don't run away. I'm with Lucy at Rose Hill. I'm another one. Uh, I'm a sixth grade teacher at Rose Hill Elementary, and Christian is here with me tonight. He's one of my sixth grade students, and we are here to show you Expeditions, which is a virtual field trip that we take often. Um, the kids are so excited, rather than to read about things, they actually get to explore and go there. For example, um, we were reading about how water shapes the land, and I said, well, let's stop this story and go right to the Grand Canyon. And so I will bring this up so that you can see um, how we do this in the classroom. It's a little, it'll make your motion sick if you look at it, but it puts you right there. And there are virtually endless number of programs that you can get into. Christian had a favorite that he'd like to share that we went to on Veterans Day. Hi, my name is Christian. Uh, I'm from Rose Hill, as everyone else is here. Um, I am in Ms. Collins' class in sixth grade, and we visited Pearl Harbor, and it was very fun because we could tell that this was not very, well, we would just go on books, you know, do the regular. But when we get to in this app, we just get to see many fun things such as things that happened and memorials that happened and the things that we can't see because we're in Kansas and we can't just go automatically. So we have Pearl Harbor here, and I'm going to come up and show you. And pretty much uh, you can scroll or just watch. As you can see, it gives you notes and many other things for you to be as. And I'll just go across. It gives you images and it gives you facts about it.
And yeah. right from Hawaii and do Pearl Harbor and jump right to Washington, D.C., and we got to see all the memorials. So needless to say, very engaging in the classroom, and we can just about travel anywhere, any day. So it's quite fun. Thank you. Dr. Denny? Many of their family members are here. Some of them may have already um, gone out into the front, but we want to thank um, all of the family members that came to support because that's a big part of the digital learning process as well. All right, next up we have Blue Jacket Flint, um, Principal Teddy Pendlin, along with instructional coach Michelle Brown, fifth grade teacher Sunny Haberland, and they also have some student representatives along with their families who are here to share their work. Good evening. I had the pleasure of joining this team this year. They did a lot of the foundation last year, so they were one step ahead of me. But um, Michelle Brown, our instructional coach, and Sunny Haberland, fifth grade teacher, did a lot of work with these kiddos, as you will see. And I'm just going to turn it over to the kiddos so they can tell you what they've been doing. Hi, my name is Ella Aquino. I'm in Mrs. Kuntz's fifth grade class. Hi, I'm Andre Jones, and I'm in Miss Haviland's fifth grade class. Hi, my name is Nathan, and I am on, also in Mrs. Kuntz's fifth grade class. And one of the things that I really like to do at Blue Jacket Flint is to write code on the iPads. I really like trying to make my own games on Hopscotch. We use our own. We use the iPads for lots of things like stop motion, making iMovies, making presentations, looking at directions for how to make things, and using Google Classroom to communicate with our teachers. We also use them to help us with Project Lead the Way. Hi, my name is Lucy Kramer, and I'm in also in Ms. Haberland's class, and we made this video to show you how we used the iPads during Project Lead the Way. And first you'll see how we made the test bed, and then we'll show you how we made the robots. Finally, you'll see a little bit about how we made this video so we could share with you tonight. Thank you.
In Project Lead the Way, we are building a robot that has colored sensors, and if you slide a red block under the sensor, the wheels will stop moving, and if you slide a green block under the sensors, the wheels will keep moving. Ready? Three, two, three. Did you get to share your test bed video with your parents? Yes. How was is that different than if you didn't have the iPad? It probably would have been hard to describe the robot in words. So what have you enjoyed most so far in Project Lead Awake? I've enjoyed building the robots and controlling them. How does the iPad help you? Um, it shows you how to build the robot really slowly and um, you can rewind if you mess up or if the piece doesn't fit you can rewind. Um, and I think it's really cool because you can move the move, uh, um, test bed around to see it in 3D. So it's really um, great to follow all these cute kids, right, <laughs> from both of these groups. But um, I think just thinking about um, how technology has been integrated at our school over the past couple of years, it's been amazing to see, and I was kind of reflecting on this process. We went through collecting um, information from teachers on different projects they had done with kids and different ways they had integrated um, the technology in our building. And it was really easy to find those things. So at first when we were presented with the project, I thought, gosh, we're going to have to go back and dig to find stuff. And it was just all right there because the teachers are doing such an amazing job with it. And the thing that came to my mind the most, I think, was what I hear from teachers all the time and from kids um, is that they'll ask you all the time, is it possible to or how can we? And those are kind of new questions that are happening because the technology makes it possible to do a lot of things that just weren't possible before. So it's been a, an amazing journey, and we have fantastic teachers like Ms. Haberlin that are willing to take on the challenge and really um, motivate their kids with this new kind of learning. So thank you for having us. Yes? I think I'd like to add something. When Mrs. Brown came to me and said, well, we need these students to create a presentation for the board, I said, oh, my gosh, when am I going to have time to do that? We didn't have anything to do with this. These four kids created that video using their iPad with little teacher instruction. So credit to them for this evening.
For those of you um, in the audience here and those who may be watching the stream, if you'd like to learn more about the, the stories of the two schools, they actually have a book in iBooks. And so their story is available there along with our other three distinguished schools. And so as the technology has opened up new possibilities, um, I think this opens up opportunities for other schools to see the hard work um, and dedication and the creativity that our students and our teachers um, are implementing and doing every day in the classroom. So thanks for letting us share their stories. Thank you, Dr. Neal. Uh, I don't have any open forum cards, so there's nobody to speak in open forum. Unless you're in the audience just dying to listen to the rest of our board meeting, if you came to watch your students, please feel free to leave. <laughs> you're welcome to stay, but now we get to the, uh, to the actual board meeting. Could be. All right, so we'll go to approval of minutes for the regular meeting of October 23. So moved. That's a, so moved by Mrs. Zila. Second by Mrs. Bisfield. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Pass 7 0. Special meeting of October 30. So moved. Second. Mrs. Mack, second by. Ms. Neighbor. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. 7-0. Adoption of our agenda. Move adoption. Second. Second, Mr. Stratton. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Approval of routine business by consent. Is there any item anyone wishes to withdraw? I move approval of routine business by consent. Second. Second by Mrs. Zila. Okay. Uh, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Adopted 7 0. That moves us on to P1. Is that right? Click P1. Approval of renewal of Cisco Smart Net Maintenance. Dr. Atha. Yes, uh, Drew Lane, uh, Director of IT, is here this evening to explain this agenda item. Good evening. The, uh, the request you have in front of you is nearly as exciting as what you've seen here earlier, but I can guarantee <laughs> you it is, it is essential what we do in making the, the places and the technology that they have to use uh, work and function. The, the Smart Net Renewal provides us access to tech support, code upgrades, uh, warranty work, those types of things, on the various components of our network as well as our, our security system and phone system on an annual basis. Previously, we had done this year over year. We had uh, renewed every year, and we were seeing about a 5% increase in that cost every year. This year, we negotiated for a lower annual rate and then locked that in for five years. And so that's, what, that's what's in front of you this evening is request to approve uh, a five-year deal uh, that is at this year's rate and will remain so it will not go up until the, this, this deal expires. Okay. Is there a motion? I would move approval. Mrs. Zeeland? Second. Second. Mrs. Bisfield? 
Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Adopted 7 0. Thank you. P2. Dr. Atha. Yes, uh, Bob Robinson is here this evening, and as a matter of fact, he'll be addressing the next three items, I believe, on, on your agenda. Mr. Chairman, members of the board, it's a pleasure to be here tonight to uh, present these three motions to you. They all three are turf replacements of existing turf that uh, needs to be replaced. It's in of its life cycle. Uh, that is at south on the stadium, uh, east around the track area, and northwest around the track area. So these are the final three replacement fields that we have for our bond issue. So I'll present these three motions to you tonight for that. Uh, this will leave us a, um, the uh, soccer stadium turf will be the only project, and I hope to bring that to you next month for replacement, and that will be our final bond turf projects. Be happy to answer any questions. Ms. Mack. I have a question. Should we? we let's, let's, uh, uh, well, let's do Let's take these <coughs> one at a time. One time. Okay. And uh, if you have a question about uh, any one of those, let me know. Uh, is there a motion for P2? Move to approve P2. Okay. Mr. Second. Stratton. Second by Ms. Mack, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Discussion on P2? I just have a, a question. How long, because this is a bond, uh, mm -hmm. this is being paid by the bond, uh, what is the expected life expectancy? Eight to 12 years is the uh, life cycle for the turf fields, depending on, on usage. So uh, most of the fields that we're replacing now are 10, and 10 to 12 years old. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any further discussion? All those in favor of P2, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Adopted 7-0. A motion for P3, please. So moved. Ms. Goodburn and Ms. Bisfield. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Adopted 7-0. A motion for P3. Move approval for P4, I think. For P4, excuse me. Second. Mrs. Mack, second by Mrs. Zila. Any discussion? I have a question. This one was a little bit more expensive. Can you it go was, into that? Uh, at Northwest, down where the track is, we have some of the jump events still down there. Those are going to be removed and brought up closer to the tennis court and in the, the uh, area there, the grass area. So we're making that so that will all be synthetic turf with inside the track area. That's, that's, so we're moving some other events to go along with that. Okay. Any other discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Adopted 7-0. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Robertson. Uh, Q1. Dr. Atha. Okay. Uh, this evening, what you have before you is um, a contract for... Stuart Little, Dr. Little, who has served as lobbyist for the district since, I believe, about 2006. And we're recommending this evening that you consider approving this, con uh, this contract. Uh, his contract, I believe, expires this summer. He, he's been on a three-year contract. So we're asking you to continue that contract for three years, which I believe it will expire 2021. Okay. So moved. Second. Mrs. Neighbor and Mrs. Bisfield. Discussion? 
All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Adopted 7 0. I to explain my vote. Is it necessary? I would like to explain my vote and, okay. and point out the fact that uh, we are voting on something that extends into the next three years, but this has a, uh, a clause in it that allows this body to review it over any, any time or either party over the next 30 days for termination. So I wanted to clarify that this isn't something that we're purchasing or extending now that is fixed for the next three years. Therefore, I was comfortable with the vote today. Okay, P, uh, Q2. Okay, what you have before you this evening is a draft of um, the legislative platform, and I've asked Dr. Little to come to the podium. Uh, and he, again, this is a draft and up for discussion. This is your legislative platform. The districts will become the board's platform. We are asking you this evening after discussion if you could approve this platform. That would give us talking points uh, as we meet with our local legislators December 8th, <coughs> meeting with them during lunch here at the Center of Academic Achievement. So, and again, this is a, I guess I want to emphasize that this is a living document because you approve it this evening doesn't mean you can't amend it in December or amend it in January. I would hope that it would be pretty fixed by January because the legislators are full speed ahead at that time. But uh, both Stuart and I stand ready and willing to answer any questions and we'll make any adjustments in the platform that you deem necessary this evening. Good evening, Dr. Little. Welcome. Good evening. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Little. <clears throat> I just wanted to say I thank you for, for letting us see this and for inputting all of our suggestions that we had when we all looked over this this document. But it was a good document, I think, to start with. So thank you. Well, th thank you. Uh, I appreciate uh, the chance to come and speak with you all. And, and if you, after this is done, if you want to talk about legislative stuff and kind of what's going on, I've got a written report or I can just get some highlights. But this platform, I want to mention a couple of things in here, the draft platform here. For anyone who's followed the uh, Shawnee Mission School District legislative platform in the time since I've represented the district, this is a very different document. This is, a, this is the first time that there is... Um, there is no reference to a new school finance formula. This is the first time where there is an explicit acknowledgement of the ruling of the Gannon decision addressing both the equity and the adequacy issues. I think that there is a, there are there in particular the introductory paragraph, which is new, is a statement that um, that you all uh, are supportive of students, teachers, and the district, but that does not exclude that. In fact, ties you closer to also working with other school districts at the state level. Your support for the district is not limited to Shawnee Mission School District. It is all of the school districts in the state of Kansas. That's new language. We put the new ROSE standards reference uh, into item number one, as well as acknowledging that all parts of the school finance formula have value for different districts, depending on where you are. Some of them benefit someone that needs high transportation or someone that needs high at-risk or high ELL. All of those components need to be served. We took out in item number two the reference to a new school finance formula. Now it's supporting the formula and the funding of that formula. 
There is new language with regard on item number six for expanding early learning programs for, in particular, for children at risk. There is explicit language in item number eight that specifies uh, opposition to any current or future legislation that directs public funds to private education. To clarify, we don't, we're not, don't even get into specifying one or the other. That's the language that we're going to have in there. And then the last item that we're suggesting in there, and the last item, number 10, is specific language in opposition to any constitutional amendment that might be proposed by the legislature that would remove suitability from the Constitution. And that is a reflection of, of some of the, the recent conversations that have taken legislatively about how to address the Supreme Court ruling in the Gannon decision, and that they're... Uh, that um, there, uh, reasonable people can argue about what is suitable and how you fund suitability, but it's in the Constitution because the people put it there 40-some-odd years ago, and we don't want to see it taken out. That's the basic gist of the language that's in here. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Um. Okay. Um, this says draft. We've had an opportunity to review it. Um, Before we start a discussion, is there a motion to approve the language uh, and uh, formalize it uh, for our for our platform at this time? So moved. Okay. Second. Moved by Mrs. Zila. Second by Mrs. Mack. Now, discussion. Mr. Stratton. In number eight, and I understand that there's a desire to keep this fairly broad-based because through the legislative session it ebbs and flows and uh, there's lots of ideas that are, that are added. But uh, do you think we're uh, specific enough in um, the way we're addressing public funds for private education, meaning is there an advantage or disadvantage <coughs> to getting more specific there around vouchers, scholarships, and the like? Well, I think uh, it's obviously at your discretion. I think our, our old language said oppose legislation that grants tuition, tax credits, or vouchers to attend private schools. And that kind of led last year, for example, in the school finance bill that was passed that expanded, made technical changes that expanded the eligibility and the scope of the scholarship program that is current law. And so to eliminate any ambiguity on where the district stands, this would simply assert that anything current or future that, that takes or shifts public funds to private education. So it, you could either articulate every possible option or be general, and this is an attempt to go in a different direction. Okay. And as long as we're pretty confident that that terminology is clear with all 125 and 40, then, then I'm comfortable with it. I'm certainly, we probably won't satisfy that, but. <laughs> <laughs> or majority of. Yeah. Thank you. I have a question. Ms. Mack. And this may be redundant. Um, I'd ask my fellow board members, one of the first things that I remember learning um, from Dr. Kaplan was one of the, the the things that we needed in a school finance formula was stability. And I don't see that word in here. I don't know if it's um, implied in number two, but it, every single year we go through this 
and we don't know, um, at least since I've been on the board, it has not been stable. It has been up, down, all around, and we are actually one of the biggest businesses in Johnson County, and it is so difficult to keep a budget, be able to budget in advance, and I'm I'm wondering, if, if do you think the word stable should be in the second sentence, or um, do you think it's already implied? I, I have a comment. The financially sustainable, does that not cover what you're, is, or is it something different that you're thinking that needs? I'm thinking different. than. I mean, obviously financially sustainable, um, but it's more... Um, Financially sustainable, but also um, stability to me um, implies that there is some um, baseline, not baseline amount, but we would be able to uh, better prepare and be prepared with our budgeting. I'm looking at Russ right now because we don't know from year to year what's going to happen. So uh, stability in the actual formula part of it. Um, I don't know. What do you all, I, that's why I threw it out there. Financially sustainable, obviously, but it's a little bit different than that. I think it would be hard to say stable. And the reason I say that is the way that it was written this year, about the third or fourth year, they were tying it to the CPI. So the issue is, if the CPI actually ends up being a negative rather than a positive, this would not support that, obviously. But sustainable, I think, is the important part to sustain what we have, not to lose it, not to go down. And I think uh, there are legislators here tonight, too, that um, will be looking at that, because I think that's what the courts asked, was that it, that it satisfy the need. And so they had a lot of questions about the sustainability. Dr. Little, do you have a suggestion or a comment? Um, we have stability has been uh, uh, some of the phrasing that we've used in the past as a, as a part of it. I'm, I'm not sure that anybody's felt a sense of stability since about 2000, since Dr. Kaplan may have left. But um, that is, um, I think that's something that, um, that could be added within, if you, if you will feel that adds some, some measure of, of, of what you're looking for out of that. I think, I think uh, Ms. Neighbor's correct that the, the, the court's not sure we've got stability yet, but that may, it may serve as, a, as an objective if that would add anything to what you're hoping to convey. Well, would you consider, Ms. Mack, if we change the second uh, paragraph to say support a stable school finance formula? I, I, I would make that motion um, and let the board decide on a vote. So I would like to make that motion support a stable school finance formula. So we need an amendment. Amendment to our motion. There you go. Okay. So you agree, Mrs. Zila? I do. Okay. Yes, I would so, so the motion will insert the word stable between A and school and number two. So with that change, there's a motion to adopt as final. Is there further discussion? 
All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Okay. We've adopted this as our current um, <coughs> legislative platform. Thank you, Dr. Lowe. I would be remiss for not thanking you for renewing my contract, but as Mr. Stratton pointed out, you can fire me on 30 days' notice at any point. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't think about that. You might want to polish up your resume. <laughs> mentioned having some highlights or some key things that maybe he could point out that he sees coming uh, yeah mr. chairman if you do, if you don't mind I'll Please. just briefly mention that the and it's the name is so long and confusing to, you can't pronounce it but the special committee that's looking at school finance is gonna was appointed by the LCC they're gonna have their first meeting this coming Monday and they're going to begin the process of looking at uh, responses to the Gannon decision the, the, the language that created the, the, the committee is going to be looking at ways to stop the perpetual cycle of litigation, which suggests they're going to be going down the avenue of, of looking at some kind of constitutional changes, either funding to increase stability or constitutional issues. And uh, that's going to be the focus. Uh, my report that I sent to Dr. Eighth, I don't know if it's gone out to you all yet, but it has members of the, the, the committee on there. And it, and it tends towards a leadership-driven committee chair rather than coming out of, for the most part, people that put together the school finance formula. So they will, they're, they're going to be focused as, as well as, um, I think, managing some of the expenditures that were authorized for the hiring of a consultant to look at the um, the last study, I believe the Augen, Blick, and Meyer study, and then a, a money for attorneys for the House and the Senate, uh, suggesting the direction that we may be headed, uh, or this group may be headed. I, I will say that I think this sets up one avenue to pursue a response to the Supreme Court. There are other avenues that are taking place and in shape and maybe aren't in the newspaper and those kind of things, but there's a lot of conversations going forward now. Uh, this is going to be one. It will be, uh, they'll meet uh, next week, and then they have authorized for two more meetings before the legislature uh, comes back. So uh, we'll be monitoring and send reports on those. Uh, I'm not sure there's a whole opp opportunity for input other than watching and seeing where they go, but we'll certainly keep an eye on that and keep you all updated. Thank you. Okay, we have uh, R1, which is the approval of a manual of procedures, which is the work product uh, of a board task force for almost the last year, I think. Okay. It's been reviewed uh, here in several work sessions, and uh, the final document was posted. I'd entertain a motion to approve. So moved. By Mrs. Neighbor. Second. By Mr. Stratton. Discussion? Zila. Yes, um, and I had kind of interjected this once before in the 1.0 introduction, and I believe it's uh, 4.0, key roles of the board. To me, those two should kind of shadow each other, parody each other. And um, as I have told people many times, you know, the basic functions of the board is to you know, approve policy, approve the budget, and hire in superintendent. And that's basically encompassed in there, but there's no mention of the budget in that, in that first introductory paragraph. So I don't know, I mean, establishing the vision, setting priorities and goals may be part of that. Um, there's policies mentioned, hiring the superintendent, and of course evaluating the superintendent. 
and help build support for public education. I think those are all great, but I'm wondering um, if maybe somewhere in there ought to be one point that's talking about approving um, the budget. Just so it, because it's listed in 4.0, but not in introduction. That's just a thought. I would agree with Mrs. Zila. Um, the introductory paragraph was lifted from KASB, um, one of the one of the newer um, uh, newsletters uh, or printed material that they put out. But I would agree that there would be a, um, and it should be listed as well in the introduction. And I have one other comment, if I may, sure. that, um, and I will put this up for discussion and I will go with whatever everyone agrees to. Um, the establishing the vision for the district, setting priorities and goals. Um, somehow I think that's in collaboration with the superintendent. I mean, I don't think that's expressly our job. I think that's done in coordination and collaboration with the superintendent. So. Again, I'll throw that out for discussion there and see what you think. We could almost, establishing a vision for the district, which is the first point. The second one is sudden <coughs> setting priorities and goals, putting those two together and say, in collaboration with the superintendent, establishing the vision, et cetera, there. But again, I'll see what else folks think. And I'll ask a clarification mm -hmm. and then go down to number five and because I want to make sure that one also matches with what you're talking about there too just to make i think it does because we hire the superintendent we fire the superintendent so we evaluate the superintendent so mm -hmm. absolutely that is a, a role of ours is to evaluate okay i think that's an important one to have in okay so we have the desire in 1.0 to include budget, just the word budget, or what's uh, your... Approving budget. I think that's our, our, our job, is to approve the budget. Yeah. Or f budgetary items. <coughs> it's actually the budget. We approved the entire budget for the year, so that's probably one of our biggest tasks. So if we changed <coughs> the clause following item one, to include item two and insert in collaboration with the superintendent. And then we made a new number two that said approve budget. Well, that, does that? That's exactly, yes. But again, I would, you know. Well, I mean, you, you can, you, I mean, I think we want to approve this. So if you want to okay. amend your motion. <laughs> Yes, I would or like if, to. If that. Cindy would want to oh, amend yes, her motion, Mrs. I guess. made that motion. I think that cleans up just some uh, minor details. Right? Okay, so is that satisfactory yes. with you? And Donna, is that satisfactory? Yes. All right. So with with those changes, is there any further discussion? Just point of clarification. In 4.0, it says uh, the board then formally approves the district budget for the current school year. So just making sure that those two line up, I guess in the beginning we'd want to say approves the district budget. And then either say for the current school year or we don't need to put that in there. But I want to add the word district. Okay. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. All right. Is that okay, Mrs. Neighbor? 
That's perfect. Ms. <laughs> Missfield? Yes. Okay, with those changes, any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign? Very good. We've adopted that. And for uh, Mrs. Wintering's benefit, I will send you the Word document with the changes. <laughs> we have uh, a report, a board financial report, which we usually have. We have Russell Knapp here this evening to answer any questions you may have. I would point out that so this is through end of month October, and if you look at the supported funds, if you look down at that contingency line, it does says a negative. 9.5 million we are not out of money that is um, so this is we've adjusted the budget for the salary packages that we've been we, we approved at the last board meetings so through October we took the original budget and we made our adjustments and now we're working off our revised budget and we'll publish a revised budget this spring in the spring yeah okay very good Any other questions for us? Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Time for comments from board members. Ms. Mack. Um, many of us are going to the Kansas Association of School Boards convention this weekend, and I know the three new um, board member elects are going as well, which I'm really glad. It's the 100th anniversary, and we have... Um, a couple of former presidents um, that have been from Shawnee Mission School District. And um, I, I'm really proud of that. I, I think that that's amazing. Um, but um, I'm looking forward um, to the, I don't know if I'm looking forward to the delegate assembly on Sunday or not. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think it's a good idea for school boards um, to get together at a state level. And um, we have speakers coming. Um, we have, I have a legislative committee meeting, you've got board of directors meetings, and then we have um, basics of boardsmanship um, that I believe all three uh, nominees are going to be attending, which I think is a great idea. Thank you for making time in your schedule for doing that, and um, I look forward to this weekend. Any of those former presidents sitting up here? They yes, might be. <laughs> they might be. There might be one. Over those hundred years, I'd like to recognize Cindy for her service on that KSB board. So, thank you. Thank you for that. You. Other comments? Okay, seeing none, we are adjourned. Thank you. <laughs>